Till the leader, here comes the blood now. Alligator blood on the outside, stormed up and took over. Alligator blood's in front, flashing late. Private eye, but alligator blood won the straight right from private eye. And do it, do it, do it, do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, do it, do it, do it. Here we come, here we go, we gotta rock, 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 easy come, easy go. Now we on top, kill the shot, body rock. Hello, everyone. A history-making Stradbroke yesterday. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott win their first Stradbroke and Gay Waterhouse brings up 150 Group 1 wins. 16 of those with Adrian Bott. She had 134 prior to the partnership. But in all those years of trying, she's won just about every race on the calendar. The Stradbroke is finally hers. And she's a belter. The filly wins. The big double. Size produce. JJ Atkins. It all happened at Eagle Farm yesterday. While in Sydney, Ronnie... Reese Jones rode another four like he did on the same day last year. Incredible to think it can happen again, and it's not easy to ride four winners as it doesn't happen very often, but to do it on the same day, obviously the big boy's out of town, and um, it was a, a marvellous achievement. He let uh, he let young Gibbons know he's he's not the only young yes, guy in town. that's exactly right. And, um, yeah, we've got some marvellous apprentices in Sydney at the moment, um, five or six of them, mm. so that, that's fantastic. And what a story with that alligator blood situation. I must say, you know, they, they, they've brought him back from this kissing spine, which is that skeletal, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which is hard to get over. And and you've got to give it to Gay and Adrian. Um, look, when they first uh, the they first got together with the partnership, and a lot of people were saying, well, I don't know whether well, this is a perfect match. And by geez, it's a perfect match, all right, because mm. the, the, it's just worked wonderfully. Yes, it has been uh, a career of controversy for this horse, Bernadette Cooper. Uh, he's got a Stradbroke on the board. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? You're right, he has had a lot of controversy throughout his career, both good and bad. Um, but if any trainer, I guess, trainers, were going to get this horse back to, to winning a Group 1, I guess it is a, a stable like Gay and Adrian. Who would have thought that Gay actually hadn't won a Stradbroke? I mean, most people would just assume naturally she had. As you say, she's won everything else. But it really is the, com the comeback story of the year as far as horses are concerned, particularly as Ronnie mentioned with the kissing spine. He had that. He uh, started out with David Van Dyke. He won the Magic Millions, three-year-old. Uh, he won it on the day where he was caught in traffic and almost didn't get to the track. That's right. Then he lost the race on a positive swab. There's, there was legal action taken to try and get the race back. Uh, there's an issue that forces Alligator Blood 
uh, to race in Queensland. He can't race in New South Wales. And here he is, rushing home down the outside, chasing another Queenslander, Rothfire, and winning and bolting him. Yeah, it was amazing. He got that four wide, three and four wide train, you know, with it, with cover. He, you know, he, he found a really good spot, really, to just blend into the race at the right time, considering the barrier that he had. And he just improved that little bit, which we expected from that very good first up run. And, uh, well, he's a good horse. We all know he's a good horse. It's his 10th win. And, um, yeah, there's been hiccups along the way. But look at him stretch. He's, he's not feeling any, any pain, that's for sure. Uh, I think one of the biggest certainties in the, I've ever seen beat in a big race uh, was Private Eye. I've never seen a horse travelling so well. And he raced closer, coming to the turn, and it just turned ugly, ugly, ugly for him. And he just lost all his momentum and uh, it was bad luck for the connections there, but you make your own luck in this business and uh, he was too good. Rothfire was good. He got control when um, a few of the, well, the Apache chase didn't come out as quickly as normal. There was a bit of drama at the gates there early and Isotope, the other Queenslander, went nicely as well. But it's all about uh, the winner and how unlucky the second horse was, I think. Yeah, there was drama at the start in the gates. Uh, what, what, how, how did it start, Bernie? I think Isotope was playing up, 11-11 got jumpy, Apache uh, Chase ended up with a bump on his head. Yeah, that's right. He got a, had a bit of um, skin, bit hair and skin off his forehead, Apache Chase. Well, the rumour is that <laughs> Isotope was playing up. I actually haven't talked to the Barrier Boys or anything like that, but the general rumour is that Isotope got a bit toey and set a few off. Um, obviously, the two, the, two, to, the two leaders were Apache Chase and the Moroni Horse, and they... They both came, well, one red and one came out ordinarily. Um, so next thing we had Rothfire and Emerald Kingdom sort of monopolising the front and probably not going as hard as what would have happened. Uh, it was sort of forget Apache Chase then. He's in behind them really pulling. We saw Jamie Carr get suspended at I think the six or 700 uh, metre mark for flattening Bandersnatch, which then came back um, on Greg Hickman's horse, 11-11. So there was still quite a lot of action throughout the race. And although the second horse appears to be incredibly unlucky when trying to get a run at the top of the straight, you still can't take anything away from alligator blood. I mean, yes, he was four deep, four and five deep uh, for a lot of that race. And he did at last start as well. So it's not as if he had any sort of cushy run in transit, even though he had cover, he still had to cover that extra ground. So it was a great effort. Rob Heathcote sends Rothfire to the paddock now, Bernie, extremely pleased and probably looking to the future with great optimism. Absolutely. He's come through this preparation without a problem, barred that little bit of hanging in that he was doing, probably more so when he when he wasn't at his peak fitness. As soon as he got sort of third run in, he started to go straight as a die and he's come through this preparation really, really well. Also, probably one of the best runs in that race heading towards Tats Tiara was Star Tontes, flying up the inside, obviously, with only 50 and a half kilos on her back. So he's really got two nice runs out of that Stradbroke this year. Uh, Gay Waterhouse wasn't there yesterday. She's overseas. Adrian Bott wasn't there. Neil Payne was representing the stable. Um, and it was a big moment. So 134 before she joined up with uh, Adrian, and then she added, uh, she, they've added 16. So officially 150 yep. for Gay. She's Amazing. right up there with, with all the all-time greats. Um, I've got to take 15 group ones off Tim Clark that I gave him yesterday. All right, you for some it. reason, I blurted out 35 group ones. He's nowhere near 35. He's 20. Yep. 
which is still a great performance. Yeah, my 20 word. career Group 1s for Tim Clark. Yep, and you were talking earlier that's a Gay's first straight break. It was a pretty tough race for Tommy Smith, who mm. he's won everything multiple times. I think he's only won one or two straight breaks yes. in his own right. That's right. Mm. So. Uh, congratulations to uh, everyone, their first Stradbroke all round. Let's start with the very colourful Neil Payne. Incredible for Gay and Adrian. Uh, like you say, 150 Group 1s Gay now. Adrian and Gay round about 18 or 20 Group 1s. Gay's first Stradbroke. And the alligator blood back to his best. You know, Gay and Adrian, as it's been well documented over the last year or two, the horse has had problems. But um, Gay and Adrian, the staff back at Ramwick and also up here in Brisbane have worked overtime to get this horse right. He's, I was telling the owners before, you know, he's just such a happy horse and a great horse to do anything with and we've actually just wrapped that we've got him and he's come back to his best. So uh, what more can I say? The stable knew that he was flying. Oh. We knew uh, after he's run, you know, we're a bit weary, you know, first up last, you know, two weeks ago. But when he put that run on the board, he'd improved so much since. Tim Clark come up and rode him Tuesday and said, look, this horse is flying. He looked a treat in the yard. So, look, it's just incredible that Gay and Adrian could get him back to where he is. Maybe it's controversy behind him now. Uh, alligator blood, because it seems to follow him everywhere. Ah, uh, look, who cares about controversy? Yeah, everyone's got controversy, myself included, so look, who cares? Yeah, alligator's back, that's the main thing. Look, he began well, but as expected, there was a fair bit of tempo, and um, just, well, not only did I not have the horse to be in that in that speed battle, but I knew that um, if, I, if I attempted to be with him, I'd, I'd, I'd have nothing left at the end, so I was able to sort of slide across back in behind them and end up working out lovely. I got the back of Ayrton and um, obviously that horse just took me everywhere I needed to go and just on straightening it was just a matter of just being patient, letting him build through his gears and so all he has to do is find off the bridle and he uh, he showed a great turn of foot and you know, obviously I haven't had a lot to do with the horse's career but that was a pretty special performance. Very special performance. So the first time you rode him was in track work this week? I rode him first up here and um, obviously he ran terrific and I come up and worked him on Tuesday and he's a pretty, pretty casual horse so he'd done as, as much as you'd expect him to do but he's just, you know, with that run under his belt he's just taken that bit of improvement and, you know, obviously I was a bit dejected when he draw that, drew that barrier but um, it panned out beautiful for him and I'm, Obviously great to, to ride another Group 1 winner for Gay and Adrian. Gay's 150th, her first straight broke, and I'm sure they'll be stoked. Brendan Abdallah, Private Eye. Yeah, he went huge. He was probably stiff enough to win. The low draw helped him early, but the things around him didn't take him anywhere, and the winner was off and gone. Tommy Berry, you're off fire. Yeah, geez, that was a tough effort, wasn't it? He, um, he was made to work, which we expected that. I only got probably a felon and a half breather, and he gave a good kick, but he only finds the length and holds that. We know what he's like, and... Geez, that was as good as he could go. William Pike, Isotope. Uh, she gave me, she gave me a good sight. I uh, probably got sucked into going a little bit too early. Um, yeah, she went well. Taylor Marshall, Startantes. Yeah, phenomenal run from this little filly. Um, had a beautiful run through. Got on 11-11s back at the right time. She'll be, um, she'll be prime for two weeks' time. Her effort was amazing under the way that the race has been ran today, particularly that race. And she's just a little star. She ran really well with not many things going, going right for her the way that the race was ran, but still ran to a, a normal, honest self today. Jamie Carr, Ayrton. Yeah, he's ran fantastic. No luck from the draw. 
Valana, Stephanie Thornton? I thought he went super. He didn't have the best of runs, but it was a really honest run. He'll be a nice horse in time. Sam Clipperton, I am Superman. I thought he ran well. Um, he's usually a bold going horse and he was only just in my hand, so I think that probably just shows the pressure of the race, but he's continued to work to the line really well. Jim Byrne, Apache Chase. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> Isotope started playing up in the barriers and he just lost it in the barriers and so he was slow away. Ultimately, he couldn't get into a really good rhythm. He was getting a lot of pressure and he likes to just get out and free roll sort of scenario. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. 11-11, Hugh Bowman? Uh, he got a bit upset in the barriers with a bit going on and I didn't have time to settle him and then, you know, during the race it was chaotic to say the least and he didn't appreciate it, unfortunately. Yeah, well, see, now that, that's one of the best uh, summaries uh, from the beaten jockeys. That told the whole story from every single point of view. Well, we saw an angle of the start from behind. Some horse had a barrier blanket on there and it was playing up and may have lunged forward. And, and when one horse hits the front of the gates, you know, sometimes it mm. causes a chain reaction. So I'm guessing that's what might have happened. And uh, that does put a horses off. So mm. he just had a real bad day, 11-11. Yeah. I think all day, Bernie, there was so much going on in every single race. It looked a, it looked a very messy day. <laughs> it did, um, especially when we watched a few of the chopper shots, uh, the high shots. Um, the, um, you know, there were horses sort of spearing in and spearing out and getting checked and... It just, it just looked like a really rough day and it was also difficult for a lot of horses to make ground uh, from back in the field, which was probably due to that track drying out a bit somewhat and, and firming up, So, and also tempo related. But you're right, from the beginning of the day, it just looked messy. Well, it's grand final day and they're all, you know, trying to get the best out of their mounts. Let's go to this race. The, uh, the other group won the JJ Ack and she won the size produce. And now she wins the JJ Ack and she joins a, a great group of uh, horses who have won the double. This Perth filly sent to the Snowdens and what a reward they have reaped. Yeah, and uh, she's a good filly. She's on, obviously on top of the ground filly. She's got a turn of speed to put a field away. She switched on. The Snowdens have had an outstanding carnival. There's no doubt about it. She's a good horse, his second horse, um, political debate. He, he sort of lost the plot early again. He just, he, was, he seemed shy between horses. They tried those winkers yesterday and once he got galloping room and the race was all over, he's, it was a miracle he's got into second spot. And look, I, as far as being, um, you know, we love our racing. Oh, we love our racing. <laughs> and going forward, if that horse would have won that race, we mightn't have seen him for much longer. Political debate. Political mm. debate. But he'll, he is a horse that could, with his pedigree and his ability, and he's going to keep learning and learning and learning, he's going to be a really good uh, 2,000 metre, maybe even a little bit further, horse mm. that can win some big races, some big races. And that's not saying uh, that Sharp and Smart won't as well. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a spell under both those horses' uh, belts. And they're going to come back. They're going to be high profile. This is always a good grounding race, this one. And I think uh, they're, they're, they're both exciting horses. And just going back to that winner, every time I see that winner, I just keep thinking of that other filly in Perth, Amelia's Jewel, mm. the unbeaten one. Um, there's another one over there. There's a better, and, and I'm saying a lot better. A better. Yeah. Um, well, we've got to get it here for the Everest, that Amelia's Jewel, I'm telling <laughs> Give you. Give her a slot. <laughs> that race. Get her into that race. Yeah. Bernie, what did you think overall? 
I thought it was extraordinary. I, I, I thought, you know, it was a, a classic case of historically that form, I guess, lining up. You mentioned yesterday pre-race, Greg, you know, nothing from the Phoenix has ever won that race. And it stuck true yesterday. She, you know, uh, she's about to won the size and she was able to beat these two big gun boys yesterday. I think her story is just amazing that these people from Perth had this filly, eyed off some bigger dreams and they brought her to the east and she's done, been able to do what she's been able to do. I love the other two Colts and Ronnie's, you know, very correct when he says they're going to come back in the spring and they're going to be two big guns and possibly international big guns there as well. Yeah. History tells us that if the winner comes out of the size or straight from Sydney off its mm. last run. Yep. The Phoenix doesn't appear yep. and all of a sudden we had two horses that were, were, were being sent out favourites. Um, the Snowdens. It started with Marzu. Yep. It ran along with uh, Hueda, uh, another Group 1, and their third Group 1 was brought up yesterday at the carnival with She's a Builder. Yep, that's a pretty good carnival. Uh, they've placed their horses beautifully, and you know, they still got, might have something to say over the next few weeks as well. Willie Pike. It's, it's just... All this carnival has done has cemented Willie Pike. He's not going home. No. He, he is now part of this East Coast riding group. Yep. He will travel Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, whatever he wants. Yep. And he will travel. He'll go to the country as well. We've seen him up at Tamworth and he is making a go of this. And I can't wait for the spring when they're all together and the big races come around. McDonald, Bowman, Clark, Pike, yep. Berry, they're all there. Yes, they're all there and it's going to be very competitive. We also caught up, you're going to hear from Pike, you're going to hear from Paul Snow. We also caught up with uh, Justin Warwick. Everyone in Perth knows Justin. He doesn't train anymore. He comes through a harness racing background. His father, Trevor Warwick, was a legend in the sulky over there in Perth, as was Justin. He, Group 1 winning trainer driver, uh, couldn't win a, a Group 1 as a trainer. He's now the owner of She's a Belder. He was there yesterday. He flew in from Perth. So here's all the happy people after the JJ Atkins. It's certainly been... Um pretty good. Um, you know, it's, it's all, all, the, all the hard work, it culminates into days like today, so it's, it's, a, it's very special. How did She's a Builder come to be with you guys? Yeah, well, um, Justin Warwick, he, he's caught up out of the blue, and um, we, had a, we, had a, we took another horse over called Lista um, that, he, that he had over in Perth, and ventured over to, over to Victoria and, and sent her up, and we had some good success, and sort of um, stemmed from there, really. He just rang up, he said, look, this filly's just won the Magic Millions over here. I think she's pretty good. I want you to take her, and he's here today, which is great. But, um, you know, full, full credit to him. We're just the, uh, the benefactors of that. And what has she become since she's arrived? Apart from being a Group 1 winner, what has she become? I took the words out of her mouth. Um, she's, she's always been tough and, and resilient at home. It cops the work, and just um, everything about it suggests so she's, she's going to get to that really good level. Um, and here we are today. It's fantastic, really. Uh, a little bit of a bit of a home feel for it for me. Um, some familiar faces there. Justin's here today. Uh, what a lovely horse. She's she's as tough as nails. We raced a little bit upside down today, but she was still too good and still produced the goods. Yeah, it looked a little bit of argy bargy out there in that race. Yeah, it's Group One racing. We love it. And take us through the race. How she was feeling? Look, she was actually a little. A little on toe today, um, just a little bit, a little bit difficult in some stages. Last week with the better tempo, she was back off and dropped the bridle. Today she's a wee bit more fired up. I produced her too early, but um, we're playing jockeys, and yeah, that's the game. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. I'll be honest, I'm still just trying to yeah get my head around it. To be honest, yeah.
All those years in Perth training the thoroughbreds, but this is your first official Group 1 winner you've been involved with. Yeah, yeah, no, they eluded me all the time. I, um, I, I probably never had the horses good enough, but uh, I ran a few seconds and a few thirds, but uh, there wasn't many options over. There's only three Group 1s for the year, so uh, it was probably going to be pretty tough to win one. So. When did the Snowden Association start? Uh, a few years ago when um, I had a horse over on the East Coast uh, called uh, Key Lister and I needed a trainer for her and Peter did a great job, he brought her up here and Peter and Paul, sorry, and they um, won a heap of races with her and, and sold her for good money and obviously I was always hoping to be able to emulate the, you know, the, the start and do it again, so it's always the option trying to find a horse good enough to send over. James McDonald, political debate. But yeah, disappointing we run second year. He went unbelievable, beautiful horse who will um, be a really good horse in the spring and autumn, but um, he just lost it at the start where he jumped well but just didn't muster for the first 50 metres and it was the last place we wanted to be is back where we were. But he, he sliced through beautifully, we got a lovely run through them and he attacked the line um, really well the last furlong, furlong and a half. So uh, brilliant, brilliant um, run. Sharp and smart, Hugh Bowman. Uh, we're really happy with him again. I mean, he just probably lacked that bit of seasoning when, when I needed him to really sort of bully his way through. He just wasn't ready to do it, but uh, there's no doubt he's a top-line horse of the future and uh, we're, we're really proud of him. Brosnan, uh, Brenton Abdullah? Yeah, he ran really well. He's um, come a long way in a short space and had a, quite a long prep, so um, for him to be Group 1 place within half the length of him, he's uh, done a good job. Tim Clark, Basquate? Yeah, he ran terrific. He had a lovely run behind the speed and, and took a tight run and thought he finished off well. He's just a bit immature still. Brereton, Jamie Carr? Just didn't see the trip out. Keegan Lay from o Owen Country? Yeah, listen, he's going to be a lovely horse in his next prep. He was a bit up against it today with that bad draw and I expect him to go a bit quicker today uh, to bring me into it, but unfortunately I didn't, but uh, he's going to go for a break now and he'll be a nice horse as a three-year-old. Okay, we go now to the two-mile Group 2 Brisbane Cup. Only six runners lined up last year, 11 this year, so they're rebuilding this two-mile Brisbane Cup. It goes the way of Waller and McDonald. Waller's already in the UK. McDonald flew out last night on the plane with his pregnant fiancée, I believe. Caitlin Mannion is expecting. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big... Big dis well, a big, big announcement. Big announcement. Big week coming up. Yeah, my word. And uh, he's well. This is just fresh blood coming into the race, wasn't he? He, he won at Rose Hill, the Winter Cup, and the timing was right. Um, he's always been a, a little bit of a work in progress. He's obviously a dry tracker, and and um, well, we keep saying it, a good training performance. Through Irish Irish eyes is just a, a real grinding two mile already. He, he whacked away okay there. Sweet Thomas, well, he missed his opportunity when he was a certainty beat last start and he went down fighting, you know, he's an 11 year old, rising, you know, he, he's rising, oh, sorry, he's rising 11, mm. um, he's 10 now, he he's just sets him up, Matt, and he just loves the two mile, but uh, he went down fighting. So, uh, all in all, you know, where are we with this race? I don't know. Well, they've got, they've got to start rebuilding it again. Yep. They, they dropped it back, Bernie, to a mile and a half. It lost its Group 1 status many years ago, and now they're trying to build it up again. They've gone from 6 to 11. Don't give up. Just keep, keep working with it, and hopefully uh, the stayers will be there in time. Yeah, that's, that, that's exactly all they can do. Um, it's been a very difficult race for Brisbane to build up, and some say, oh, it's because of where it's placed in the year. But generally, you know, 
Generally, horses that are racing really well in the spring or winning in the spring are racing at this time of year, even if they're European horses. Nathan Exelby had a chat with him yesterday about that. So he pointed out some, some good points. But it, it's almost as if a lot of the Australian horses, be it Sydney or Melbourne, um, have just come through, obviously, a very long Sydney carnival. So you're right, they just need to persevere and, and, um, and carry on and keep the prize money up to this race and hope that the better stayers will come. Let's hear from Damien Fitton, who was representing the Wallace Stable. Uh, he got left behind. <laughs> the rest of them... <laughs> you know the pecking order by That's now. exactly right. Here's Damien, here's McDonald and here's the beaten jockeys. Look, he was... Um... It was a great win last start at Rose Hill, over 2,400 metres, and look, the query was stepping up to the two miles today, but look, we just switched him off at the back of the field, and look, he comes with one last run, and uh, it was a great, greatly timed uh, run by James today, and look, now we know he can run two miles. And he, he likes it up here in Queensland as well, because this is where it pretty much started for him. Yeah, he does. Look, he got a lot of confidence coming up here um, after his first prep in Melbourne. And he's continued on, with, on his winning ways, and look, I'm sure the owners are very happy, and that was a great win today up to 3,200 metres today. What might be next for him? Oh, look, we'll just see how he comes through the run and uh, let Chris make a plan from there. But now that he, now we know he can run the trip, he might be a Sydney Cup horse. It was a bit of a slog fest the last little bit, but my horse has been racing in some good company down in Sydney and horse appreciating back on top of the ground and he won well. Had a nice sort of steady time of it the first half? Yeah, just minded our own business back at the, in the ruck and chimed in when we need to, but um, he was strong. I was pretty proud of his efforts actually. Through Irish eyes, Jamie Carr. Yeah, good effort. He still doesn't know how to put them away properly. Um, he's still learning. Sweet Thomas, uh, Rachel King. Um, yeah, he ran super. Just didn't have quite enough sprint to run those first two down. Sam Collett, Lunacy. Yeah, lovely honest run from her. She's able to get across and sort of put her to sleep just worse of midfield. Maricopa, William Pike. Yeah, good effort. Jason Collett, Papalino. Yeah, held up a bit there in the straight, which didn't help, but um, yeah, okay. Tim Clark, Splendiferous. Yeah, look, she tried really hard, but just found the 3,200 a bit beyond her. Craig Grills, the fearless one. <clears throat> yeah, just no luck from the draw. It's caught out wide, had to go forward to get in, and just first time after the trip, it's probably told late. King of Leo Grants. Uh, disappointing, probably found a track a bit for him. Okay, let's go to the Q22 now. Uh, the revamped Q22, $1.2 million in prize money, 2,200 metres. She won it last year, Annabelle Nisha, with Zaki off the back of a Doomben Cup. And she won it this year with Numerian. Yeah, she's got a, a real a, affinity with these, you know, imported horses, getting them right. She takes her time. Well, she's an importer, so That's right. Well, she is. But this horse, he sort of was struggling, struggling, struggling. She got him right to win the Gosford Cup. Uh, had her eyes on this prize, which is worth a lot of money. And he got a lovely on-pace run, didn't he? And he delivered. So he's on his way. He's no Zaki. No. Uh, but he's good enough to win a, uh, a race of this calibre. And, and he's got racing style and substance as well. So a uh, good effort. He's, he's a six-year-old. He's, he's been well raced. He's had 27 starts now. But um, she'll keep placing him well. Much better from Colding uh, to get him up and going again. At 2,200, mind you, at that. He's run boldly. Uh, what do we want to say here? I don't know. I don't know how strong this race was either, to tell you the truth. Yonkers battled away. He's a good, honest horse. Maxima was held up and lost a lot of momentum in that race and probably should have finished closer. Estefeni um, did a good job at big odds. Okay. Uh, let's go. Sorry, Bernie, any, anything to, to talk about from the Q22? 
not really. I, I think it was just a case of the winner just had a beautiful, easy time out in front and was nicely rated by Tommy, so he was able to kick. But Annabelle Nisham does seem to have the knack of, you know, with these imports, turning that form into good form in Australia and on hard tracks as well because the general feeling was it was a bit on the firm side, but she seems to have that knack. And I think that may have been the excuse for the favourite as well, Wetor, who was... Um back in the ruck in a race very hard to make ground in. He's a better horse than that. And um, where he got all the breaks last time, it just wasn't, wasn't his day. Here is Annabelle. The whole idea was to try and chase the good prize money and the good racing that we've got here. Um, so we decided to keep him on. We'd, we hadn't raced him sparingly at the start of the prep, so we decided to keep his legs fresh for this. Um, and I actually rang Richard earlier in the week and I said, how do you think he'll go on a good track? Because he's got a good form on good track a couple of times that he's tried it. But he said he'll go well. It's just unsure of if it's going to be firm. Um, and I said, well, it'll be firm here compared to, compared to what he's seen in Ireland. But he relished it and it was a superb ride by Tommy. He just took the race by the scruff of the neck. Is this one of the classic cases of a horse that needed time here? I think so. Well, he, he actually had one start last prep and then I was quite confident going into the Epsom with him and he got kicked at, tra at track work that week. So that's why we only saw him once then. But um, he's ran well every time this, this um, preparation, but he's just kept on improving. And I think we can probably set our sights on something nice in the spring now. Our plan was to dictate the race and they didn't look a lot of speed in it, but we're able to do that. He got into a lovely rhythm for me and just at the 700, I picked it up a bit and then from the 600, I really put the foot to the floor and got him into his work and um, he was always going to be hard to run down. I, he probably didn't get the credit he deserved going into the race. Coming out of the Gosford Cup win? Yeah, look, it was great. I, I was meant to ride him at uh, Wagga on that day and Annabelle decided to go to Gosford. So, see him clipping a one on him there and um, full credit to Annabelle. She stuck solid and put me back on. She could have easily put Sam on him after winning, but um, no, I get along with him really well and look, he does himself all the favours in the world. So. Great training effort. It's been a little while in between runs, but we're used to getting that from Annabelle, aren't we? So it's good. And I guess heading on into the spring carnival, he's really put himself in a great spot now. Yeah, he is. He's won on soft ground, heavy ground, and we've found the right trip for him. So he ticks a lot of boxes, and um, sure we'll have a lot of fun with him. William Pike, Colding. Ah, fantastic effort. Um, yeah, beautiful horse to ride. He gave me a great sight. Unfortunately, couldn't quite reel the winner in. Craig Williams, Yonkers. Yeah, another great effort uh, from a very tough competitive stager. Jason Collett, SD Fenny. Yeah, better performance. Uh, the gate definitely aided that. Nashra Willow, Maximal. Yeah, got a long way back. Probably sort of um, made it very difficult to win. But he, he sort of came off the backs of him and felt the winner. And just sort of typical eagle farm on the, on the firmer ground. It's hard to make ground, but he, he ran a really good race. Rachel King, hopeful. Um, yeah, super run. Probably just found the track a little bit firm. Kieran McAvoy, Wetor. He's run a good race. He jumped out okay. We didn't sort of muster to get a uh, a spot handier. Um, so we had to get a bit of a start. It's hard here today to make ground. He moved into the race well, um, but just hard to come from that far back. But I think his ideal ground is just ground with a jar out of it. So today's ground's probably a bit quicker than last start. Um, but... You know, there's, there's a lot of fun to be had with him in the spring. Sam Clipperton, Crediris. Um, no, he's just uh, not giving his best at the moment. Hey. Okay. Well, you anything to say about that? Well, he's well explained. That's as well as that's as, as, well as good as you can explain, Crediris. Let's go to the Dane Ripper Stakes. Um, Chris Munts, uh, Bernie, 
the stable one, the Lightning, with Boom Nova, and now the Dane Ripper with uh, Palayapin. Yeah, that's right. They've had a fantastic carnival, and this girl has always showed a lot of ability. Perhaps a few of us were a bit scarred after declaring her last start in the mile race at Doomben. So the big plus was obviously coming back to 1300, drawing low, um, and a lovely ride by young Luke Tarrant as well. Um, look, early on in her career, she, she did show a lot, and I think Chris purposely gave her a lighter preparation last time in. I think he only gave her three starts, knowing that um, she was going to have a nice winter. So it's really paid off for them. Obviously, she'd be worth a whole lot more now as a broodmare, having won this group too. The favourite was still terrific, Najmati. As uh, all of them, those jockeys have said, she probably just had too much ground to make up on that particular track yesterday and Salatine was good again as well. Yeah, she, she got all the breaks, didn't she? And that was a masterstroke bringing her back in distance, there's no doubt about it. So Written Beauty was back to her old tricks, wanting to do it to, to over race and do it tough. And April Rain was okay. I'm sick of making excuses for her, but she was wide, no cover, and had a, made a dash at it there. And as you said, Bernie, it was just, it wasn't the day for the style of Naj Marty there yesterday. She was good. All right, here's Chris Munson, Luke Tarrant. I thought when she drew well, I said, I really thought she was going to race well, be hard to beat. And I said to Luke just then coming out, I said, whatever you do, don't get hooked up on the fence. So I was a bit worried at the 600, but he waited, the run's come and he finished off well. It's an interesting story behind this, this mare as well, how she came to your stables a few seasons ago. Yeah, well, she was through the Guri dispersal sale and um, Mark Newnham had had her as an early yearling and I'm good friends with Mark. And, I was looking for a tried horse and I just rang him and I just said, look, what do you think of her? And he just said, well, I haven't done much with her, but she's a nice filly anyway. Um, we ended up buying her for 40000 which is probably cheap now. And I got her home and everybody rode her that got on her said that I'd bought a lemon, so I was a bit worried. I thought, oh, what's going on here? But as soon as we got her fit and got her up and got her going, she always showed that touch of class. Look, I've just got to, seriously, thanks to Chris Munz for having me. Um, I was saying to you earlier in the day, you know, I'm happy to just be here on a day like today. After a rough past, I didn't um, honestly think I'd <clears throat> be back here, you know, this early. And to ride a winner is massive. Take us through the race. I mean, she's a girl that we've always known has had huge talent. Look, um, as soon as we drew the one gate, I was pretty confident, to be honest. Um, again, credit to my manager as well. She hassled Chris all week, as far as I know. Um, the, with the one gate, I was able to just land there without doing any work. And... Uh, I just needed a split at the top of the straight and I knew she was home and thankfully it came and uh, you know she, she put a gap on him. Right, let's go back to the first race of the day. This was two-year-olds and it was the Oxlade Stakes and this was never going to be run down, Bernie. Look at this travelling when we pick up the, uh, the motion uh, and Sam Collett on board Johnny Rocker. Yeah, that's right. He was a bouncy little chap in the yard. He's actually, you might remember Albert the Fat, the same group of owners owned Albert the Fat that owned this guy. Albert the Fat won race one on Stradbroke Day 14 years ago. 
And so then they come out again. And Albert is this horse's uncle, they tell me, so a half to the mother. But you're right, he jumped from 1,000 to 1,300 and was never going to get caught. And he's just getting better with age, Barry Lockwood. Is he what? He'd be in his 50s now, Barry, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's doing, he's just doing what he does best. And then we pick them up around the home turn. This is the Wayne Wilson and Charmy Baby loves Queensland. She does, and look, she was great first up from a spell, and really we all deserve a bit of a slap for not finding her on this day, um, even though she was always in your contention, but I mean, you had big boy Roy, who probably wasn't going to get it as easy as he did in the 1800 last start, and Scalopini was the big question mark um, at the mile. On Golden Eagle Day last year, Kiss Sum ran in the uh, Four Pillars for midway horses. This well, year, he's going to be running for 10 million. Yeah, well, he's come a long way. And, and Tracy, oh, look, I, I was sort of thinking, oh, he's just a, you know, a good Wednesday horse at one stage there. And then he wins the Four Pillars. You said, yeah, it's still restricted. And Tracy's just had so much confidence in this horse. And it's paid off because he is a Golden Eagle horse. He, he races away. And that's not saying the second and third horses and fourth horses won't have a crack at them in their own yeah. right because uh, they're nice horses, Lock Eagle and, and Battleton and Flying Crazy. They could come back um, after a little break and um, prove they're up to the task as well. But a dominant win. Here's Tracy and uh, also Jason Collett. A really nice horse. Uh, got a great turn of foot on him. He relaxes. He was terribly unlucky his last two starts, you know. I mean, he could have won both and then been in the strap break, you know. But anyway, he's, uh, he's got something for the boys and uh, we'll, we'll have a drink tonight. You would have been happy with uh, the way the race panned out for him? Oh, Jason, I'll just be back and uh, just switch him off. And he said he'll outsprint all these, you know. He said, I'll just go when I want to go. And I said, I'll leave it up to him. He, he rides him really good. Uh, he has done right through, you know. And, and that's uh, nothing wrong with Nash the other day. It was just Jason's horse to ride, you know. And... Um, we're honoured to have him back on. How excited is the future? How, how excited are you for this guy? Uh, uh, look, I'll tell you what, this is a very good horse. And, uh, you know, a race like the Golden Eagle might, uh, you know, throw it out there because um, he's a serious horse. Uh, you know, he's uh, got bent legs, but he doesn't know that. And, uh, you know, we look after him. Uh, he's, I'm sure he's going to look after us. If he goes to the Golden Eagle, what's the plan? Oh, look, oh, we'd have to sit down and map that out, obviously. Uh, but, you know, he, he's a serious horse. I think you just show that then. Uh, his last 600 and his last four or five starts have been not only the best of the day, and uh, that stands him in very good stead. Geez, he's, he's improved this horse. He's, Tracy's done a great job. Um, I, I went on him over a 1,000. I remember at Wyong, and he was pretty raw, and it's not a lot of him, but he's, he's slowly furnishing into, you know, potentially a very good horse. And he just looked as though when you asked him to switch off today, he did just that? He was OK. He was a bit more on the bridle previous times of... Uh, I've, I've covered him up and we've sort of learnt that he's, he's probably not, he definitely doesn't like that as much. So we were, we were fortunate with the barrier to, to sort of get to that, stay in that one off position and a lot of clear air and there's a good feeling turning in for home, that's for sure. Great feeling and he's got that nice turn of foot too. It's a really good turn of foot for, a, you know, over a mile. So if he keeps improving like he is, then yeah, he'll, he'll go to another level. OK, uh, that Golden Eagle market is $26, kiss some. Um, Marzu, $6 favourite, $8 Animo and Elation. Yeah, and talking to Mick at the airport last night, he, he knows that race is on with Elation as he well. He does know, yes. Yeah, he he put a big know. circle around, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Rangers. Another one for the Snowdens. This came up before their Group 1 success. Race 5, the Hinkless Stakes, Bernie. 
uh, Rangers, uh, Rangers, Snowdens and Berry. Yeah, well, this was a race where there was plenty of tempo on with Grey Worm. So he was sort of Johnny on the spot on straightening. I did think Simply Fly was was very good there. He was three and four wide the trip, as was Mass Destruction because he missed a little bit of work uh, with the wet weather. But, you know, that Ortensia form from that scone race really shone, didn't it? Yeah, he's an improved horse. He's just been, he was whacking away in the benchmark races for a couple of seasons. And here he is. He's, in, he's just... Uh, improved many, many lengths of the, this preparation and he's got a good win there. Mm. Thank you, Bernie. Uh, Ipswich Cup next week, Tats Tiara, Sunshine Coast still to come. So the carnival, uh, even though we got to a grand final yesterday, there's more to come. Yes, yes. We can see the light though now, can't we? <laughs> but we look forward definitely to the uh, the next three weeks for sure. Stay safe at Ipswich. Bernadette Cooper in Brisbane. We'll take a break and we'll come back and look at uh, Reese Jones' big day at Randwick. OK, let's have a look at uh, Randwick yesterday, and these tracks are drying out, Ronnie. Yeah, first dry track we've had in a while. They upgraded halfway through the day to a good four, so hopefully that's a recurring theme over the next month because we've had enough of the wet weather. OK, let's have a look at this uh, first, the uh, the highway. It was a dig, John Dubois, uh, and uh, plenty of punters found it. Dylan Gibbons kicks off the day with a win. And Zadig going well. It's been well backed as well, Zadig. Two lengths clear from in second position. Battling away is Mathra and then came Loose Lover. Further back to Boot Scooter is starting to get into its work, but six off the lead. But Zadig's a mile in front at the 150 from Boot Scooter going into a clear second. Well clear from the rest. Zadig in front from Boot Scooter is really chipping into the margin. Zadig's all out. Won it by three quarters to Boot Scooter. And third stratum pride. Then came yeah, look, um, it was a big go. Um, that was a professional guy. The, the computer teams must have marked this horse pretty short and because he paid very short on every tote and um, surprisingly went f forward and led. So, um, yeah, an easy win. Boot Scooter seemed to lose concentration on when they sprinted on the point of the turn there, so there was a bit of merit in her performance there as well. And not a lot went right for Tags. I think she can, uh, well, he can win, win one of these highways shortly. Uh, Dylan Gibbons, on the winner, pleaded guilty to a, card, a charge of careless riding, so he shifted in on top of Angelical, which in turn bumped uh, Boot Scooter, and he is out from the 21st of June until the 30th of June. Um, but it was a, a pretty good day for Dylan, bringing up 100 career... Uh, it's 100 career... 100 uh, wins for the season at this meeting, but he did cop a suspension on this horse. And here he is after the race. Everywhere he's sort of been in the run, he sort of whacked away and stayed in that spot and didn't think anyone inside wanted to take it up, so I was quick to take it up and they sort of left me alone with three kilos off and thankfully it was too tough. Had that track field today underfoot. Nice to be on a soft five, no doubt. Yeah, I was starting to jar up myself. It was that dry. So, no, nah, look, it's in fine nick and wouldn't be surprised with the day we got as, as we get through the day. It might even dry up and get an upgrade. So, yeah, it's just beautiful. OK, well, he was, uh, he was right. We did get that. Now, let's go to the, uh, the two-year-old race, race number two, as we pick them up around the home turn. 
Wingardium back last. Amelia Romana sent out the favourite. Front from midnight in Tokyo. Amelia Romana coming off heels. Yankees pulling out. Vegas Raider in a bumping duel with Gilmer as midnight in Tokyo takes the lead now. At the 200 metres, midnight in Tokyo from Amelia Romana. Then came Gilmore. Yankees down the outside. Wingardium with a good run late. And coming through, what's going on? What on the outside? Wingardium went bang for Dylan Gibbons. There's a hundred for Dylan. When Guardian blew them away at the end of each forecast... Well, um, obviously she's an improver. She's by Vancouver. Um, uh, the more favoured stable mate, Amelia Romagna, toyed with her at Goulburn at their previous starts. But it was a bit of a theme. Horses covering ground yesterday. Well, not saying that this filly covered ground, but there was a lot of horses that covered ground at Randwick yesterday that went well. So I'm a little um, forgiving, maybe, of horses on the rails that didn't perform there yesterday. But that's a big win. The favourites didn't perform. Uh, nice to be from what's going on, and forecaster ran well. OK, uh, Lauren Wadsworth was there representing uh, the connections, and we also hear from Dylan. Look, to begin with, she had a little bit of a bump from the barriers. You could see that. She was uncertain. Dylan gave her a little tap with the whip there. And, um, gosh, he was really good to get her into the clear. And once she did, she was away. At Goulburn on her first start, she was a bit wayward. She was very new, but she's obviously taken a lot from that. We actually bought her from the HTBA sale, so she was eligible for the scone race, and um, we didn't actually make the field. So that was a bit disappointing for the group, um, but we went to Goulburn, um, wanted to see her run well. She's obviously come on in leaps and bounds with confidence and um, couldn't be more proud of her today. The way she finished off, she's looked like she's ready for a little bit further even. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she does get that little bit extra trip. Um, just right now where she's at, uh, the way she found the line, it's all ahead of her. I'm sure she'll keep flying through her grades and um, credit to Dylan, obviously 100th winner, uh, rode her beautifully and um, Bjorn's team have done an excellent job. I was a bit worried early because the plan was to be in the first four and we got skittled out of the gates and I thought, oh, we've well, got to go back to plan B and I was getting worried because the saddle sort of slipped back in a two-year-old and I thought we were out of play for a bit there but once I gave her a bit of a slap up and got her into the broad, I thought I was always going to run on, but didn't know she had too much to do. But look, she is obviously a promising horse for the future. All right, now we go to uh, race three, and uh, this is where it all started for uh, Reese Jones. So Dylan takes the first two. Reese joins in uh, in the third aboard the John O'Shea trained Waihaha Falls. Falls peeling three wide. Lurvis here coming away from the rails. Then Sacramony and still two lengths further back to Tame Elena. Queen Bellissimo revved up at the 300. Waihaha Falls moves up boldly on the outside. Clear from Sacramony and Tame Elena. Waihaha Falls takes the lead of the 150 by two lengths on Sacramony. Fast Coney winding up late but Waihaha Falls in full flight goes home for a very impressive win. Fast Coney second. Tame Elena well I think uh, probably the winner of the day. Um, they John had nominated him for a 1400 the week before and you thought oh he's come back to 1200 this week it might be just a start off race but that was as dominant as you could be. He just cruised up put them away quickly and raced away. He's a you know he's a benchmark well he's a benchmark 78 or so horse coming into this race and he's going to really go through his classes this horse. He's a fully mature horse he's ready to go on with the job Love the win, and I think he is the horse I want to follow uh, from the day, really, at Ramwick. They say, um, I think Dylan said 
the respiratory noise with the Queen Bellissimo, yep. so they might just fiddle with a tongue tie or something with her. Fast Coney's better ridden quietly like that, ran better as well, but I think it's all about the winner. I think he's a, a very nice horse at this time of year. Yeah, vets, vets could find nothing wrong with Queen Bellissimo, but as you've explained, uh, with that uh, Dylan Gibbons report, that's what uh, Brad Whittup will do with the tongue tie in the future. Let's go and hear from uh, Tom Charlton representing John O'Shea. Left him really fresh and we've been so happy with him. His two trials and um, he presented beautifully. Um, he's always been a horse we've been taking our time with us physically. He's probably not been the full product, um, but we probably think he is now. And that was you know, a pretty deep race and it was very impressive. Did you expect him to find the line as well as he did? We, we definitely thought he'd find the line. It was perhaps whether he'd be sharp enough on the 1200 and when he loomed up at the top of the straight, I, my heart rate didn't get any higher really. So no, it was really pleasing and a beautiful ride from Reece. He's won over 1500 but before this preparation, now that he's a more furnished horse, do you think you could step him out over further? Yeah, I think for sure he'll go out of further. He's probably a horse that enjoys uh, being fresh, happy and um, you know he's going to be effective all the way up to a mile. He's been trialling super coming into it. Stable's always confident he's going to run super and when he bounced so well he probably found himself a little bit closer than anticipated but he just had a dream run, was able to just control the race from where he wanted to be, just not let them get too far ahead and kept on blowing him kisses, keeping him interested and once asked for a bit more an effort he, he really put um, put him to bed. That's about all you had to do on him from the 200, he just exploded away, looks to have a beautiful action this horse, is he nice to ride? Yeah he's, he's a lovely horse, he's got a beautiful action. Um, He's, he's not real big, but he tries hard, so no, really, really pleased with um, to get the, the ride on him. So thanks very much, John. Okay, so uh, let's go to the uh, the midway handicap now as we pick them up uh, shortly after straightening. Uh, the boys had had a, a good day out with Gibbons and Jones, and then Ellen Hennessy joined in. Between them, further back to damage, Safado and Rebel Shadow winding up with a very big run on the outside, and quickly Rebel Shadow ran to the lead, and now wants to run all over the place. Rebel Shadow two links in front from a own cruel summer, and then came Don Luigi. Rebel Shadow getting even wider, throwing the race away. A own and cruel summer through. Three-way go, cruel summer. Well, goodness gracious me, if you're on Rebel Shadow there, you'd be ruining uh, getting beat. But uh, Sony uh, is unbeaten, got the confidence up with a couple of wins at Canberra with a maiden and a class one and did it in town yesterday. So hard to say how how good he, um, well, how good she is. She's bred to stick on over a little bit more ground as well. But as you can see there, look at Rebel Shadow. She uh, He just threw it away. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Cruel Summer was okay. Uh, just missed by a bob of the head, and this young lady is riding very, very well. She's good value. We talk about these apprentices. Mm. Uh, she rides light. She, she's strong. She's tough, and she's doing a really good job. Yep, three kilo claimer. So the apprentices uh, were having a field day out there at Randwick yesterday, as normally the case is this time of year. Here she is, off to a break. Ellen Hennessy. She's um, super tough. Um, was very happy to take the ride on her, or to be allowed to ride her. Um, I had a trial on her a few months ago and I really liked her and then she went out and won two and I didn't think I'd ever get back on her um, but it's uh, yeah super to get the win on her and really good for Richard Litt's team, he's done a great job with her. He absolutely has, we saw Rebel Shadow take a left hand turn halfway up the straight but your horse kept her mind on the job. Yeah absolutely, she had a bit of a bee in her bonnet today um, just behind the barriers but um, she's just feeling really well and yeah she proved that today.
Now we go to race number five. This was the Drinkwise Mile. And uh, Nifla looking for back-to-back wins was set out the favourite, but John O'Shea brings up a race-to-race double. The favourite Nifla, but Nifla just pushed Ida out of the way and gives chase to the leaders now. So nothing sweet about me takes the lead. Nifla on the scene and fine point on the scene between them. Elusive Jill and Combella Fee next. Nifla takes the lead at the 250. Combella Fee fighting on together with Elusive Jill. Fine point to a way to flexible. Combella Fee ranges up to Nifla. Fine point the end. Inside, Combellafi, Nifla trying to fight back, but Combellafi goes on with the job. Combellafi goes back to back, wearing down Nifla. Yeah, nice mare. Uh, she's won two from two, and she can, you know, step it up over a little bit further. So another one of the O'Shea team. It's uh, come back well. Um, Nifla's run up to a form. She's going well. Um, they're all nice horses here. Fine point, elusive jewel, stuck on out okay, and. Ida had an off day, there's something not right with her tailed right off there, but uh, good effort, it was a competitive race and uh, she's put two strong wins together now. Uh, Vet once again revealed no abnormalities, but uh, he said that she was did not stretch out and able to muster sufficient speed. Hmm. Uh, so more to be reported on Ida. Let's go and hear from Tom Charlton again. It was a pretty deep race, um, which probably summarised by a $15 uh, quote. Um, and she just got into a beautiful rhythm, great spot, following the fancied horses and peeled off and yeah, she's, she's lovely filly. The form stacks up because the horse that ran third behind her the other day came out and won. I know it was only a midweek but it was still a dominant performance. Did you, were you coming here quietly confident? Yeah, I was and I kept looking at the market and I was thinking, oh, these things of Chris Wallace must be pretty good. And um, but no, We always had faith in her and, um, you know, look, last prep she was a bit unlucky um, against Huato. Um, who won the Dooman Cup, so the right form around her. She's matured, looks great physically and a uh, great bunch of owners. Reese has really found the knack to her. He has. He's riding beautifully today, as always, and um, that's the key. Um, so, no, good relationship, and um, I'm sure he'll be on her going forward. She's just going, improving lengths, you know. She's really had to step up from her last start win against a quality field of horses, and she's, she's done herself proud. Got a little bit tight in the straight there when you were between those runners, but she really pushed through hard. Yeah, she pinned the ears back, and, you know, it was really tough, really hard for a win. Um, she's done super and, and lovely to get a win for the OTI group too. Both uh, Ida and Nothing Sweet About Me both have to go back to the trials before being allowed to race again. Let's go to the next race, number uh, six, the celebration of women in racing. And uh, Siege, a four-year-old mare, has now won four from five. Yeah, probably should be five from five. Miss Pandora Blue on the rails. Deeper out of stay single. Uh, billion dollar baby revved up. Siege going back towards the inside. There's six or seven hopes here. Wide out. And it's easy single moving up. Siege in the inside. Lifting now. It's Siege. And on the outside, easy single. Oh, close. Siege and easy single. Nothing in this. Yeah, as I said, she, the only time she got beat, um, she probably should have won that as well. She's had issues, I think. So she's been carefully handled by James and Godolphin. And, and uh, hopefully she's a very sound man now who can train on because she's gathering a, a pretty good record slipping through the classes there. Easy single had excuses. Uh, look, he was wide, no cover the whole race. And they've steamed home pretty quickly in that race. Our bloody our miss spattled on. What else do we want to say here? Billion Dollar Baby was a little bit better, um, but it's all about the winner. She's uh, She's got a terrific record. Here's the Hall of Famer, Darren Biedman and Chad Schofield. I knew our chances were enhanced when you come to interview me, so... <laughs> I always bring a bit of luck, don't I? You do. Um, gives you a lot of confidence when, uh, when you come forward, but 
No, it's um, she's a mighty mare. She's um, got an impeccable record, and um, everything just worked out um, delightfully for her. Early stages, Chad gave her a 10 out of 10 ride, 10 out of 10 performance by the horse, and 10 out of 10 by the team. So it was um, yeah, gold stars everywhere. The race didn't pan out the way I thought it would. There actually wasn't all that, that as much pressure as I thought there would be, and we we're a bit closer. I always planned to come down the middle, but they rushed up around me on the turn and I couldn't come out. I had to go back in and um, it is a bit inferior towards the inside, but one thing Darren said to me before the race is that she loves a fight and um, she certainly did. Yeah, she showed that, didn't she? She really dug in when that horse on her outside came at her and, I mean, you don't win four from five if you're, you're not a handy horse. Yeah, exactly. She's got a good will to win. Um, she's got an impeccable record and she's been extremely well placed, so onwards and upwards. Okay, now we move on to race seven. Here was the highlight of the day for the Duffersy followers, tipping this horse at $17 on Thursday night on form line. He was confident about Cliff's art. Away from the Rouse Art Cadeau, the outside. Junipal is still last. Spangle Radio swings in front from Fender, revved up and giving good chase. Oscar Zulu's running on well. Two after night of power, then Bethancourt further back to the front man and Cliff's art right to the outside. Oscar Zulu takes the lead now at the 200. Oscar Zulu in front. Cliff's art is winding up together with Bethancourt on the outside. Cliff's art and Bethancourt go to the front. And Cliff's art, the former German mayor, goes on with the job. Cliffside ran past Bethancourt to win at Austin. Yeah, look, she's a, a nice mare. Look, she's been work in progress and she'd run well in some nice races, the Dark Jewel and the Hawkesbury Crown. And, and she came back from a pelvic fracture. That's right. So, And all her form overseas was on dry track. So I think she slipped the system a bit yesterday and she delivered. So... Uh, she did a good job. Bethancourt was better on a drier track there yesterday. Oscar Zulu battled away quite nicely with Knight of Power, who was expected to do a little bit more. But, uh, yep, right race for her, and she got it, the job done very, very well. More of Reese Jones, but first representing the stable, here's Amy Burke. For sure, look, that's something we knew that she was capable of from the minute we got her from Germany. She was a listed winner over there. Um, obviously, injury cut us short probably this time last year. And, um, yeah, Matt's been very patient. The owner, owner's also very patient. And, yeah, very pleasing to get that on the board. She got a fair way back, but she had no weight on her back. And Reese rode her an absolute treat. He really did. He's a, a jockey in form. I think that's his third for the day. So, um, yeah, look, that was the, the, the plan today was to try and put her to sleep and get her comfortable in the run and uh, in the hope that she would run over the top of them, which is what she did. That'll give her confidence now. If we can stay with these dry tracks, she'd think there'd be plenty more wins left. Oh, for sure. As I said, she's a listed winner in Germany. Um, um, very classy mare and uh, that's exactly what we know she's capable of and she's capable of a lot more. Yeah, it was a super win. Um, coming into it, I thought she trialled absolutely unreal. Um, did it so comfortably, so easily and for her to come out and run and be as relaxed as she was and just hit the line as well as she did, you know, it was really super. Is this mare a dry tracker? We've seen her run well on heavy, but she really exploded today on that firmer going. Yeah, she definitely did. Um, that's my first hit on her, so I don't know her all that well, but... Look, the team's done a great job with her and they came here with plenty of confidence and I'm glad to repay them with the win. OK, time for the feature race of the day. This was the listed Bob Charlie AO stakes over 1,100 metres, won by Dragonstone. Yeah, good 
Candidate American deeper out. Surreal Step looking for a run back to the inside. Then came the Bopper and Dragonstone's getting right to the outside. Authentic Jewel just the leader from Prime Candidate. Dragonstone American running on. Surreal Step up on the inside, but Dragonstone lengthening wide out. And the favourite charges away. Breathing fire today. Dragonstone for a much deserved victory. Beat Prime Candidate. And American third. Snippy Easy work, wasn't it? Easy work. Back from Melbourne on a backup afterthought late nomination for the race but a smart move I'm, I'm hearing you might go for a break now and be headed for some nicer races but uh, astute thinking he obviously came home from Melbourne and he'd done well during the week prime candidate he was on a backup from Brisbane as well back on a dry track suited him and Mama Reagan well he's been working progress for a long time now for uh, for John Thompson but he might have finally get him going the way he wants him going so he's a chance of putting another win on the board Let's we'll hear from uh, Mark Newnham and Tom Sherry. Yeah, he's a wonderful little horse. He's been um, ever consistent. You know, he's only missed a place once in his life. And as we spoke before the race, he's run into a few really nice types along the way, but he never performs poorly. Um, this is actually only his second run on a good track, and he's won them both. So as well as he does handle those wet tracks, um, he's probably more effective with his turn of foot on, these types of on this type of ground. What plans do you have for him going forward now? Oh, he's probably due a little break now. And, um, look, there's a few nice um, spring races we might be able to target. There's even the new race there on Gong Day, the 1,000-metre race worth about three or 400,000. So, um, you know, it might be a nice target for him. He's put the right on the wall, all preparation. He, he hasn't put a foot wrong. You know, he's been running second to a couple of handy horses. So um, he was deserving of that win today. And um, he's a stakes winner now, obviously. I think you appreciate get back, getting back on a drier track. You know, he has been running well on the heavies, but he's only small. Um, he has a big heart, but he definitely appreciated getting back on the dry track. He, he excelled off the top of it today. Okay, I think he might be talking about, did he say the gong day? That was the warra. Yep. The warra, the 1,000 metre warra. Sounds a nice target. So I think he's won there. Um, let's uh, go to the next. GJ Pride's uh, doing uh, a very good job with uh, this horse. As we pick them up around the home turn, it's Cull Crusher. The blinkers on today. Cole Crush is pretty keen on the outside of Fashionella. A length and a half to True Detective coming off heels, trying to push much, much better out of the way. Then Lord Ardmore from on the lead and a gap back to Lakeen as Cole Crusher takes the lead now. At the 250 from much, much better, Lord Ardmore running on. True Detective one pace and further back to Lakeen, but it's Cole Crusher going well by three lengths on Lord Ardmore. But Cole Crusher well clear from Lord Ardmore. True Detective Lakeen running on, but Cole Crusher wins it in a breeze. From Lord Ardmore, True Detective third photo for four. Yeah, well, the master of the gear change, Joe. He's put the blinkers on, he fiddles the gear, and he gets it right more often than not. He'd been a bit disappointing at the 1400 at his previous start, and I was still queries whether 1300 might be too far for him. But no, he got a terrific recent winning strike rate, did a good job. Nice return from the middle distance type, Lord Ardmore there. True Detective did his thing. Frankie Pino was a beauty. He just lost the plot early with a slow start with a big weight, but he surged through the line there late. It wasn't all about the kids yesterday. Here's the veteran, Glenn Schofield. Look, he didn't get a lot of, uh, a lot of luck the other day. There was a lot of speed underneath him. And now that he's stepping up in grade, he's finding the early pressure a little bit faster than he's used to. Uh, so even today, he began well, but I didn't have enough horse to sort of cross. And... I tried to come back and put the bit in his mouth and he just wanted to, wanted to roll along a little bit too keen, so I was obliged to let him do that and it was a really tough win, I must say, nonetheless. What did you think of the blinkers going back on because he'd won all these races, this preparation with them off? Yeah, well, the first time I rode him was at the end of his last prep with the blinkers on 
and he was very dominant even though it was just a provincial uh, win. But since then, this is his third city win since, and the first one with the blinkers on. So look, I'd, more importantly, I think it's his first win on dry ground. All right, and that uh, brought us to the last, and here's where Rhys Jones brought up his uh, bag of four winners for the day in race number 10, the Shondon Handicap. Coming around the turn, and it's Crosstalk in front from Ready to Humble, followed then by Kalino into the clear. Jojo is a man the outside, running on for the back to Caesars Palace, Kanazawa down the outside. Crosstalk in front, but Jojo was a man, moved up boldly on the outside. Jojo was a man, joined Crosstalk in the lead, clear from Kalino, ready to humble, Crosstalk. Jojo was a man, surging now, and Jojo was a man, went home best, beat Crosstalk. Anyone's guess for third, Kanazawa out deep yeah, look, he's two from three this preparation. Another horse wide, no cover on the day. Uh, so might be better out in the middle of the track there. But he's always been a horse that's had a bit of a rap on him. And another one, Mike, could well be ready to go on with the job. I really like this second horse, Cross Talk. I think he's going to make the grade with time. Um, up in class again and was beaten. But I don't think he was disgraced. Keep an eye on him. OK, let's hear from uh, John Thompson and, for the fourth time, Rhys Jones. Yeah, just a bit flat second up after putting such a great effort first up. Uh, similar to today, he just stuck very wide throughout, but uh, Reese is fine and he just got confidence and sat there and got the horse to travel and, and the horse done the rest. Great achievement. Um, when I first did it, I thought, see, I'm never going to be able to do this again. So, yeah, I'm really, really pleased to get on the right cattle today and, you know, just put in a good performance for everyone. And you finish on a really nice horse here. That was quite impressive today. Yeah, he was. Look, he, he ran super first up at Canterbury when he won there. His second up stats aren't all that great, but that being said, he still ran a good race, and today he just looked enormous. Um, so before I went out to, to John, hope he runs as good as he looks, and he, he did that exactly. And now... It's just uh, good luck to the Aussies at Royal Ascot. Yep, it starts Tuesday night. Yep. Nature Strip Tuesday night, so we're all behind them. Yep. Um, so good luck to them. Nature Strip, Home Affairs, Artorias, all over there. And uh, you'll see uh, the coverage, the uh, European coverage, come through on Sky Thoroughbred Central right throughout the week for Royal Ascot. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.